everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Titans Talk with Kaysen, a very official Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my mom. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Not a very good Tuesday. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, ugh. Uh, I can't even think of anything else to say but just ugh. Yes, definitely. The mon- Monday night was very rough. Started out d- decent, but then things uh, went the other way quickly, especially in the third quarter. Bills just uh, did what they did. Josh Allen did his thing. Stephon Diggs, uh, we had much difficulty covering him. At one point, we just left him wide open in the middle of the field just for a touchdown. And just this Titan secondary struggled all night. Tons of missed tackles. I've not seen that. I've uh, I've not seen that much missed tackles in in a game before. It was bad. And then the offensive line, Terry Wawan getting injured. Ryan Tannehill pl- showed some good signs early on, but then threw two interceptions later and was getting sacked all over the place. Had no protection. Derrick Henry, he did have a touchdown, but only 25 yards. And just a very disappointing game overall for the Titans. And I just feel like this is a really bad start to the season and definitely not how we would thought things would go. Being a younger fan, I have a question for you. How does that make you feel? Because you said this was like one of the worst games. That you, did you say you've, this is one of the worst games you've seen in a while? I would say that, yes, this is one of the worst games I've seen in a while. And it just affects me a lot. Because the worst one I've seen was the loss at Green Bay. And that was a pretty terrible game. And But this one, this just hits different. Yeah, just you haven't seen the really tough years where they were 3-13, and 13, but it almost feels like uh, we're starting in that direction, even even though it's only the second game of the season. But, you know, I was talking to someone today that said, you know, we're still feeling that this seems like the, the third or the fifth preseason game. It definitely does feel like you know? the fifth preseason game. Just, it, it was it was tough. It was really tough. But being a younger fan, my point is, is, you know, you're used to seeing the team do really, really well. And I think we all have for, you know, the past several years. And it's kind of hard to sit in the studio right now and just kind of talk about it when you're just super disappointed. And I can't imagine what the Titans are feeling. Yeah, that definitely not. I don't think that. Um, yeah, definitely the play calling on um, on the game against the Bills was very dry. I think that it, there wasn't a lot. It was just either a run play or pat or just a basic pass play. I feel like it was just very dry and predictable. And the Bills defense could really aid it up, especially uh, Aaron Brewer. I think he really struggled against having to guard Von Miller, mm. and. Uh, and Von Miller's not anyone easy to to guard. Don't get me wrong, but he definitely ate up that Titans offensive line and and did some pretty good things for the Bills. What was it? The second play that Taylor got hurt? Yeah, on the opening drive, Taylor got hurt, and that cost us the game. I feel like because we were doing good, we were moving the ball consistently, but then after that drive, things completely fell apart. The mm. Bills scored thirty four unanswered points after that. Yeah, and it just it wasn't Taylor. There was several other. Injuries. I think Ola Adani was out with the wrist for a little bit of the game. I think he came back in, and then Bud Dupree questionable with a hip injury. And it's going to be interesting because of how many players we used last season, which was 91, which was a league record. And I 
kind of feel like we might be on the trend for that this year, which will just be crazy to me. It'll be just crazy. But sending good energy out to the Titans and hoping that, you know, they can find the strength to uh, mentally get through, you know, such a tough, tough loss and move forward to this coming week's game. Yeah, definitely. It'll be a big mental process for the Titans to just process through what was a beating in Buffalo and just like the crowd, uh, everyone was just hyped up for the Bills. It was their season opener, right? Yes, and it was a very emotional game. Uh, They had a tribute to the Buffalo shooting that happened uh, back Mm -hmm. in March. And it's just a very emotional game for Buffalo, for the city of Buffalo and for the Bills. And they definitely put on a show for those fans. But def- but the Titans, I feel like they had it early on in the game and it just fell apart. Yeah. Well, do you want to move forward processing through this a little bit more? I found a couple of really interesting things that Jim Wyatt said. What do you think? Sure. We just wanted to read a couple of things real quick from Jim Wyatt's article, Six Things That Stood Out on TennesseeTitans.com. The first one, Jim just kind of puts it out there. He says it perfectly, I think. Nowhere to run. And running room has been tough to come by for the Titans running back Derrick Henry so far this season. And that was especially true on Monday night. Sadly. Um, Henry ran for just 25 yards, like you mentioned, Kaysen, and on 13 carries against the Bills, an average of just 1.9 yards per carry. That just doesn't even seem right. No, definitely not. That that Those are not Derrick Henry stats, and it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, a little bit. Uh Henry scored a two-yard touchdown early in this one, but his longest carry was just nine yards, and time and time again, he was hit in the backfield. And Henry was quoted as saying, I pride myself on making plays for the team and being a playmaker, and I didn't do that tonight. He also has 107 yards on 34 carries through two games. Henry finished by saying, we have to watch the film and correct it. I wasn't good enough. It takes all 11, and we have to get better collectively. I do appreciate that he's taking responsibility for that. I know he is very hard on himself, or rather he is a very focused player and wants to make sure that every time he's out on that football field, he does his very best. We've heard it time and time again in different interviews that he's done. So, yeah. In the next section, four turnovers and too many penalties. Make no mistake, the Bills are good. But the Titans made them look even better on Monday night by setting them up with turnovers. The Titans turned the ball over four times against the Bills. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill threw two interceptions, including a pick six. And rookie Kyle Phillips also muffed the punt for the second week in a row. Phillips, who was limited in practices during the week with a shoulder injury, didn't make any excuses. I'm disappointed, Phillips said. You never want to let your team down, and that's what I did. There's no excuses. Back technique and I let the team down. The Titans also hurt themselves with penalties. They were flagged nine times for 87 yards against the Bills. And that's that. (laughs) That's kind of, I don't know, how do you feel? That's kind of all I want to talk about for this game. I'm just, uh, I feel disappointed. And I just, the team feels disappointed. Very, very mental game. Mm. I just wonder how they're going to bounce back this week against Vegas. Yeah, we'll see. We'll be there bringing the energy. As much as we can, right? Yeah. 
we found some Titans franchise trivia, which we thought was pretty cool, so we wanted to share it with you. Former Titans running back Eddie George and former Titans running back Chris Johnson are among the 129 modern era nominees for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's Class of 2023. Former Titans quarterback Steve McNair is also on the list, along with former Titans receiver Derek Mason, former Titans fullback Lorenzo Neal, and former Titans kicker Gary Anderson. Longtime Texans receiver Andre Johnson, who briefly played with the Titans in 2016 before announcing his retirement, is also on the list. So is former Tennessee Oilers quarterback Dave Krieg. The selection committee will meet early next year on a date to be determined in advance of Super Bowl 57. The Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023 will be enshrined in August 2023. You know, we're just going to feature a whole bunch of stuff from Mr. Jim Wyatt this week because that was on an article that he wrote from TennesseeTitans.com this week. And it was just too good not to mention we'd love to see those guys get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, especially Eddie George. Chris Johnson and Steve McNair, in my opinion. I don't know. Um, but yeah, any of them that would get in would be, it would be amazing. It would be really cool to visit the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, it definitely will be. It would be really cool to visit it one day up in Canton. What would be the thing that you would look at as being like the coolest feature? Like, we've seen a miniature version of it when we were here or when the draft was here. And. What was some of the coolest things that stood out there that you would want to see a bigger display of? Definitely the there's the Hall of Fame, like with all the um, with all the heads of like, a great. They call those busts. With all the copper busts of like all these great legends, like John Madden, Peyton Manning, just all these great players in the Hall of Fame. I think it'll be really cool to look at that. And I think every team has its own section. So visiting the Titans slash Oilers section would be awesome. And checking out the stadium there would be pretty cool. That would be cool. I think it would be awesome to see all of the different rings. Yes, they do have the different Super Bowl rings and trophies there. I think that'll be definitely really cool. They have this cool thing like where you can measure the hand size or like leg size of like all these different greats. Like uh, I know for, the, for like a quarterback one, they have Tony Romo, his hand size, Peyton Manning, uh, Jim Kelly, how they would hold the football and stuff. It's pretty cool. So it sounds really interactive. Yes, it's very interactive. And they also have like a film room where you can watch film and like uh, replays of old Super Bowls. And yeah, it's it sounds like a really cool experience. Well, we're going to move forward in a more positive note. We live for this every week. It's time for Mr. Jim Wyatt's Britches Report, brought to you by, well, Mr. Jim Wyatt. Take it away, Mr. Jim. This is Jim Wyatt of TennesseeTitans.com, and this week's Britches Report is light blue jerseys and navy britches. I like this combination. I love anything with the light blue in it. All navy is my favorite, but definitely like the light blue over navy, as opposed to them going with something a little more safe, like the white over navy. So I'm here for it this week. Hopefully it's going to bring us some good luck. Yeah, I mean, anything with light blue in it, I'm just a really big fan of. Uh, it's just a really nice un uniform. It, it pops off in the sun, and uh, I'm excited to see it this Sunday against the Raiders. Yeah, man, high five. And of course, no Titans britches report would be complete without some statistics from our friend Rob Naylor, Titans Uni Tracker. So the light blue over navy combination for the Tennessee Titans, we have a 36 and 19 record. We are 31 and 16 at home. And we're 3-0 in the last season, which is 
really good. I think it's trending in a good way. And Titans Uni said that the best stat overall is that this combination was first worn on September 7th in 2003 in a 25-20 to win over the Raiders. Let's get it. Oh, yes. Shout out to Jim Wyatt for the Bridges Report and shout out to Titans Uni Tracker for the Titans Uni Facts. If you're not already and you are able to, make sure that you give a follow to Titans Uni Tracker on Instagram and Twitter for all of the fantastic Tennessee Titans uniform combination statistics. And don't forget to check out Jim Wyatt at J Wyatt Sports on Instagram and Twitter and on TennesseeTitans.com for all of the great content that you could ever want to know about the Tennessee Titans. Now it's time for the eighth graders forecast and Kaysen's keys to the game. Take it away, Kaysen. All right, thank you. So the Raiders, they too are 0-2, coming in off a loss to the Cardinals in overtime. Byron Murphy picked up a fumble in overtime that was fumbled by Hunter Renfro and ran it back all the way for a touchdown. And the Raiders, before that, lost the Chargers 29-17. And coming in this year, the Raiders have been facing a lot of adversity, especially last year. And Derek Carr, he can throw the ball. And he is a really solid quarterback when he needs to be. And then you have Hunter Renfro. Obviously, I mean, other than the fumble, he's a he's a pretty uh, decent receiver. And then you have Darren Waller, who definitely has also faced a lot of adversity. He is a really solid tight end for the Raiders. And then you got this defense, Max Crosby. He can light up quarterbacks and definitely is um, is going to be a challenge for this offensive line. Isn't Devontae Adams now with the Raiders? Yes, Devont- I forgot. Devontae Adams is with the Raiders now. He has looked really good. We, f- we saw him when we faced the Packers back in 2020. We'll see him again in a Raiders uniform in Nashville, so that'll be interesting to see. I saw a really cool feature on Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, how they were, they've known each other since college, and they've been talking about getting back together on the football team or on the football field in the pro level, and it finally has happened. And so it seems like they've got a really good friendship. I'm a little scared and nervous, you know, about them being out there together because they were pretty unstoppable in college. Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, definitely. And so my first key is for the O-line, hold your blocks. This Raiders defensive line is is ruthless. Max Crosby can tear up an offensive line easily. Aaron Brewer definitely needs to be holding his blocks and... Uh, just the, this entire offensive line. Ben Jones did a solid job. I mean, he had a few penalties, but he did a solid job for what it was. And this offensive line just really has to improve this week, especially against this Raiders defense. My second one, the secondary needs to be a lot better. And we we just gave up too many deep plays for Josh Allen. And with his arm strength, he, uh, he definitely burnt us. Caleb Farley had um, probably the worst game of his career. Definitely not a good one. And at some point, it just felt like we just gave up trying to guard Stephon Diggs. We cannot do that with Devontae Adams. He can burn you deep. And so that's just going to be a a big factor is the secondary. And they just need to just get with it and um, and get some picks, yeah. And then my final key is Derrick Henry. He needs to have a big game, especially against uh, this Raiders defense. He hasn't been like himself lately, so this will be a good time to turn the wheels back on. And I think that it's very important for everyone that's going to be in attendance at the game on Sunday to bring the noise. Raiders fans do travel well. I will I will say that. Ra- Raiders fans travel really well. I know. And Nashville, it's a destination city. 
which, listener, if you have not been to Nashville, it's a lovely place to visit and everyone wants to come here. So it's not that it's bad. You know, we, we love it. We love living here, certainly. But it is something where we do tend to see, especially for teams that don't come here very often, we do tend to see the opponent's fan base pile into those seats more than Titans fans, I think. So we're going to really put out the call to Titans fans to show up in the two-tone blue on Sunday so that the black and gray or black and silver is not as prominent as the two-tone blue. We have some game day information for you if you're able to make it to the Titans Raiders game this Sunday. You can find this information on the tab Game Day Timeline on the Titans app or on TennesseeTitans.com. This is a great resource for all things Titans, by the way. Kickoff is at noon central. The Game Day giveaway is a Titans bucket hat, which is perfect for sunny days. It's presented by Pinnacle, and that's going to be given away to the first 17,000 fans. So if you want one of those hats, you better get to the stadium early. Gates open at 10 a.m. Also, Titans Charity Drive from Titans Community benefits Second Harvest Food Bank. Titans fans are encouraged to bring canned and non-perishable food items to the different drop-off locations around Nissan Stadium. The 12th Titan for this Sunday's game is the Nolansville Little League team. How amazing is that? Can you tell your listener a little bit about the Nolansville Little League team? Yeah, so they basically were almost, were very close to the finals, but they lost to the eventual Little League champion, Hawaii. And they've just been really recognized all around Middle Tennessee. They were the, kind of the spotlight at the Vanderbilt-Wake Forest game. We saw them when uh, me and my dad went there. So that was really cool. And yeah, this this team has really accomplished a lot. A lot. And last year they were really close. And this year they came. They were even closer and came up short. But congrats to the Nolensville Little League team. You guys played your hearts out up in Pennsylvania. I love that they're actually featuring the whole team as the twelfth Titan. If you don't know what the twelfth Titan is, it's like the twelfth man on the field. The, there's a really big ceremony that they do where they get to be recognized for all their great accomplishments, and they take that big old giant sword and plunge it into the middle of the logo. Basically summed up, they're the fan of the game. (laughs) Yes, what Kaysen said. The national anthem is being sung by Spencer Crandall, and the halftime performance will feature Tennessee State University's Aristocrat of Bands. They are the marching band for the TSU Tigers, and they are Absolutely incredible. And the head coach for the football program over at TSU is none other than former Tennessee Titans running back, Eddie George. The GOAT. Yes. (laughs) One of the GOATs, anyway. Uh, Just shout out to Eddie and everything he's accomplished, and good luck coaching at TSU. That's right. Well, I think we're ready for this week's game. We've had a chance to be sad, but we're not sad anymore. We're moving forward just like the players are. Turn the page. Yes, we need, if you're going to the game, we need you to wear your two-tone blue. Just get loud and support these guys. They've been through a lot the last two weeks, and they need your support. So let's go. Get fired up. Yeah, just make sure that you're louder than the Raiders fans. That's right. Also, you can find us on TennesseeTitans.com on the audio tab and on Instagram at Titans Talk with Kaysen. Send us a DM and let us know where you're listening from, and we'll give you a shout-out on an upcoming episode. Well, thanks again for listening. This is Kaysen and Carrie signing off. But don't forget to... Tighten up and be Tennessee tough! And beat the Raiders! Woo! <laughs>